Captain's Log, Episode 28. This week's episode of the Beer Avengers Podcast is sponsored by Astoria Beer and Cheese Ditmars, located at 35-11 Ditmars Boulevard in Astoria, Queens. Enjoy the eclectic array of craft beer, artisanal cheeses, and specialty grocery items at Astoria Beer and Cheese Ditmars, home bar to yours truly, Captain Porter Brown Stout. On this week's installment, Captain Huck and the Beer Wonder welcome guest beer venture to be and designer of the Beer Avengers logo, John Hoffman. This episode features six pours from five great New York breweries and one exceptional Connecticut brewery. This has everything. An origin story, multiple cellar trips, questionable analogies, and an extended dissertation on the merits of running and drinking, preferably in that order. Remember to like, star, and subscribe us whenever that feels appropriate. And send us your emails at thebeervengers at gmail.com if you have any questions, suggestions, or if you just like hearing us talk about you on the show. And now, without further ado, please enjoy episode 28, Hoff to the Races. Well, we're the beer, 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 Welcome to the BeerCast, everyone. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Astoria, Queens, I am Captain Porter Brownstout. And coming to you from an undisclosed location on the Upper West Side of Manhattan Town, this is the Pale Male Hophead Huck. And coming to you from an undisclosed location in the County of Kings, it is I, the Beer Wonder! And we are... The The Beer Avengers. Yeah. Nice. That was good. Yeah, I liked it. I think so as well. Yeah, one of the best ever. Uh, We are the Beer Avengers, everyone. Welcome once again to the Beer Cast, all the Beer Avengers out there, uh, because we're all Beer Avengers, whether you're listening uh, or in in this four virtual rooms with us. Uh, we've got a great show coming. Before we get to any of uh, that, I want to introduce our special guest this week. Uh, he's a graphic artist. He's a director, a founding member of the Ophelia Theater Group, and the head of the film production company Hoff Kilter, and the designer of the logo you see every time you download this podcast. Please welcome John Hoffman. Woo! Hey, John. Hello. Nice to be here. Very good to have you here. Um, we've got uh, a lot coming up. We, of course, we're going to learn his uh, starting tale, uh, original. Beginning. Don't don't trigger it. No, I want I want I want I don't want it. It's, uh, it's on a hair trigger. Start. Uh, starting beginning. Anyway, you're going to hear all about uh, about Genesis, Hoff and his genesis. His genesis. Yes, very good. His his protagonist genesis. Oh, oh well, like there you go. There you go. Uh, and uh, you're going to hear about our weeks in beer and things that have been going on uh, in the world. But before we get to any of that. It really wouldn't be an episode until we get to the pours. It's true. Yeah, this pour time, mm-hmm. pouring time, time for Hop at Huck to pour a beer into well, a maybe, glass. Maybe, 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 not, maybe not quite time. Maybe not quite Hop There is hop. time for someone to pour a beer, but exactly. Uh, I mean, what the hell? Honestly, Captain, I feel very proud that 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 you were the one who noticed it this time because it's been almost six months, and like I feel like I'm, I'm getting through. You've taught me well, Grasshopper. So I'm so pleased. Um, <laughs> I do feel honest. like it would only be polite if our newest beer vendor joiner started us off today. 
that's well, that's yeah, fair. our beer venture to be. Of course, he should go first. Yeah, that, that's you know, no, no question about that. Only polite, John. What do you have so, there? Oh, I have. Well, today I brought a coffee cup, double coffee stout. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Nice. Who's it by? Um, Common Roots. Okay, that's a good one. Um, I picked it up at Astoria Beer and Cheese. Oh, yes, Astoria Beer and Cheese Ditmars at 35-11 Ditmars, our, uh, hmm. our sponsor. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. it. Funny how that works. Well, let's but see he that actually beer. paid for this beer, so. Yeah, go ahead and pour <laughs> that one, because we want to definitely check this guy out. Yeah, oh, a good coffee stuff. Yeah. I also have it in my, uh, I don't know if you can see, hmm. my single-cut oh, special yeah. glass. Oh, hey, yes. look at that. Beautiful tulip glass right there. Gorgeous. Lovely. There we go. All right. Oh, see that now that is like exactly coffee and chocolate. It does look like you're basically pouring a cup of coffee right there. Mm, oh, I yeah. smell it. I, yeah, I could basically smell it through the through the audio waves. Almost no head on this beer. That is a beautiful, beautiful, uh, Very nice beautiful beer there. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, it's so dark. You can see the logo. Yeah, you really can. Yeah, <laughs> oh, look at us. exactly. See, look at that. It's reflecting on us. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Oh, so who's right. going to go next? All right. Well, huh? Huck, you were so excited. Oh, okay. Well, actually, yeah, I, coffee, I, I like this coffee theme because I'm very excited today uh, is the day to bring out my, uh, we're going to uh, the decaf stand cellar. Ooh. I've been aging this particular stout. Also out the Ashlawn coffee stout from Ooh. Fox Farm. And we've been trying to get more Connecticut. Fox mm-hmm. Farm is my favorite brewery in Connecticut. No question. Uh, not to, to, to discount the other ones. I haven't tried most of them. So uh, hopefully we'll do that soon. But uh, it's the Ashlawn Stout, and it's been aging in my refrigerator for seven months. Wow. Oh, did you hear that? It's still, oh, it's still that beer is ready. That beer is Let's prepared. Let's take a look at this beauty. Oh, wow. That one is pouring like motor oil, super dark head. Wow. But yeah, a very subtle head just coming up on Look the, at that. Like, yep. like the, the head alive. just makes itself known once it's poured. Yeah, just barely. Oh, there. and the coffee aroma is just screaming out of the out of the glass. Fantastic. All right. Hmm. All right. Uh, what do you have there, Beer Wonder? Well, I it is a cellar day, it seems, uh, because we're also visiting uh, the Wonder Cellar here. Oh, in wow. Beer Wonder's Undisclosed Location. Um, because I have also been aging a beer, very much a, a captain's beer. Um, this is from a little brewery here in New York City, you might know. They're called Six Point. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is their Righteous Ale, which is a barrel-aged rye ale. That okay. Is a rye ale that is also aged in um, bourbon and whiskey barrels. So very it's good. Nice. I've been aging it since the new year. So it's been about four months or so. Not quite as uh-huh. long as as uh, as Huck there. But um, either way, I'm very excited about it. Also, clearly a can that's ready to go. Yes, and very fresh crack there. Here we go. Oh, that's oh, yeah. nice. You can yeah. see that dark amber color. Yep, really ambery. Not quite as dark as your beers. Um, I can already smell the um, the the whiskey and the uh, bourbon right now. Like I can, I just it's just pouring over me. So it's got a nice, healthy, light caramel head to it. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of reddish thing going on there. Yeah. Righteous ale. Oh, I'll have to talk more about that. Yeah. Yes, it's very angry. 
I'm sure it has lots of feelings. Very good. All right. Well, well, my beer is a uh, sponsored pour. That's right. It's a sponsored pour from our sponsor, Astoria Beer and Cheese Ditmars at 35-11 Ditmars. I was in there. I was in there last week, uh, right before. Uh, well, this little spoiler about what we're going to be talking about later. Uh, before I uh, met up with uh, with some of the other beer vendors over the weekend. And I stopped in a store of beer and cheese and Ryan gave me some really great ones. And I, I just, as soon as he handed me this one, I was like, this is on the next show. This Ooh. is from Westkill Brewery. Hmm. Uh, they are in the Catskills. They've only been there for a, th- okay. a few years. I'll talk about them a little more in detail once we've got this in my glass. But this is a brown ale. It is okay. called the Sap House. Ooh. Ooh. So we know that 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 indicates that we're going to get some maple in this. Mm-hmm. There we are. Theoretically, it may not be. Right, we'll see. I might be the sap for saying that. Maybe. Oh, now, oh, this one is is uh, it's a brown. Looks, it's definitely Getting a brown. There. It feels kind of cloudy to me, which is kind of interesting. I guess that's mm. where that like mapley, that sugar is going to show up. Just as oh, yeah, it's pretty yeah. one. It's really beautiful head. Go. Good head really retention nice, as well. Nice healthy head there. Yeah, mm. nice little caramel color yeah. to it. Mm. And oh, also yeah, great can art. Just yeah, a plus can art. Nice. All right. Well, since we all have full glasses, yes. Oh, yeah. Let's do this all together now. Very good. And gentlemen, yes. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Launch Cheers, indeed. Yeah. Kampai. That's that's very nice. Well, I can say the aging on this one has the carbonation is a little dissipated. Sure. That would, but that it makes- doesn't detract from the flavor, which is just, it's really like drinking a cold brew. I almost want to put it over ice, you know? Mm. Mm. Really good so coffee So intense flavor. coffee. Do you know if it's made with coffee grounds or is it just using a malt that's giving that coffee flavor? No, it's made with, with coffee. Specifically, okay. even it says it on the bottom of the can. It said, I saw this earlier today. I was looking at the date hmm. and it says, uh, it says Zambia uh, Estate. And that's because it was there. I'm not talking to the mic. It was from a Zambia uh, uh, coffee. Uh, the coffee bean is from Zambia, Kasama Estate. Oh, cool. It, it says here it undergoes an anaerobic fermentation process, resulting in pronounced distinctive flavors. Red berry and cinnamon come to mind. Uh, and it's they they are uh, collabing with the Ashlawn Farm Coffee uh, company, which is also in, uh, Connecticut. And they do this Ashlawn beer. I don't know if they do it yearly or, or biannually, but they do a different bean every time I think. Mm. So, uh, yeah, that's a nice one. Uh, this is one of my favorite beers of last year, but I realized I shouldn't have aged it this long, but you never know. You never know. Exactly. Well, that's the joy of aging is that, you know, sometimes you can get a real winner out of it. Um, sometimes it really brings out a good new flavor and sometimes it lives its life. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That's the thing with cans. You don't know uh, in the canning process what's going to happen. Exactly. Hey, what was the percentage on that beer? Yes, I was going to say it's uh, seven, seven uh, percent. Uh, oh, okay, so that's a, actually an easier drinker than I would have expected for what it looked like. It feels like it is it going down fairly easy. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I said, if it, I don't get any kind of booziness. Mm. Uh, I get more. Oh, there. I got brought the head to life there just a little bit. Oh yeah. Oh wow! So it's quick to it's, it's quick not to come back. color. It's not dead. But it just uh, it it just dies off quickly. The head, mm. but it's delicious. Yeah, I love Fox Farm. They make great IPAs and great lagers too, and great 
uh, uh, sour beers, farmhouse ales, mm. fantastic stuff. Delicious, good place to explore. So, how's that six point beer wonder? Ah, uh, I mean, it's bold. It's it's a, there's a lot. It's so I I didn't mention, but this is just a just a, a, a light and gentle 10.5 percenter. Oh, wow. Um, so it is ready to go, and you can tell. Uh, and it has only gotten what I can imagine is smoother as it's aged because it is going down very, very easily. I definitely taste the booziness. I definitely okay. taste the alcohol. Um, and digging into this one, I mean, and, and the rye, the like nuttiness that you get from a rye adjunct is very present. So it's got a good nutty quality. Um, and also you can tell that it's been barrel aged. And when I dug in on this one a little bit this was an early experiment with barrel aging for um or or i guess one of their first not the first but one of their first with six point um and it was uh they had done some tinkering specifically using widow jane and woodford woodford reserve rye barrels so they're mixing and matching and aging in those and then they blend the whole thing together for a district for a wide release so they can sort of put the, the whole set of all of that happening um, and this was only the second time that they'd done a network-wide barrel-aged release. Um, so for kind of an old standby, I'm excited to see that they're continuing to um, to get creative. But yeah, very, like the rye malt is very present. It's very caramelly. Um, and like, you know, you're drinking a 10 and a half percenter. So I'm going to have to go slow but steady on this one. Otherwise, it's going to turn into the barley wine episode all over again. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Um, I'm curious about our guest, Hoff, what is, uh, how is your beer? Um, well, it's absolutely delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what I'm reading is it's actually made with uh, cold brew coffee. Nice. Oh, yeah. It's very strong. It's 9%. Okay. Oh, wow. With, um, I guess chocolate and caramel notes from the malt, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's very is, delicious. It's made with it's made with cold brew. Does it taste like a cup of coffee? Like, do you get it oh, that yeah. intensely? Okay. Like you could add very milk much. to it and sugar and maybe drink it in the morning and maybe be drunk all day kind of thing? Yeah, pretty oh. much. Pretty much. I could just not use Baileys and make myself a, a, <laughs> an Irish coffee with this. It's a much more direct route, it feels like. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I think so. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, I like common roots. They're kind of a little bit underrated in the area. Yeah, can you remind us where they're from again? Are they they're local? Yeah, it's New York. You know, yeah, they're New York. I was trying to find more information on them. Um, I really like coffee stouts. It's the only one I could find actually at um, ABC when I went there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're 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 from New York. Um, from uh, I guess Saratoga. Mm, okay. okay, so a little a little ways upstate. Yeah, so they're mm. still they're still part of that New York scene, which is great. Always good to support our local uh, New York City breweries. So. Yeah, and Astoria yeah. Berry and Cheese is always good at making sure that they've got a good balance between uh, the the kids that we all know that are from close by and people from other places as well. That's very true. Yeah, it looks like Hoff, you and I both have a, sort of an upstate uh, thing going on here. Mm-hmm. But in, uh, well, in fact, the one I was talking about uh, mentioning this is uh, you and I spent a couple of uh, September's up uh, up near uh, Hunter Mountain. This looks like this isn't terribly far from there, up in the Catskills. Um, it's. Uh, I read about them uh, for the first time today because I hadn't really heard about this brewery. Uh, it, um, I guess they, they opened this like two or three years ago, uh, but they're on the property of a 128-acre former dairy farm. Oh, cool. So they're like a real farm brewery, and they, they grow a lot of their stuff there, and they get it a lot locally. 
Um, so they're on that level. Although they, at some point they realized that they were just going to be like a, uh, a, a, a three, uh, three barrel thing going at one point, but then they decided to go for 10. Hmm. <laughs> I said, if we're going to do this, let's do it. Cause probably, uh, if, if with all the, all the supplies they're bringing in, it's probably a better deal for doing that much. Uh, but uh, yeah, so here's, oh, we're talking about them. You were ra- absolutely right about the maple. Uh, this mm. is with brewed with maple bark. Oh, oh interesting. Uh, wow. Peeled, peeled and toasted at the brewery um, <laughs> and Catskills maple syrup. Holy moly. That's different. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, and it's nice. Yeah. I think that the bark is really, I'm not really getting much of the, of the overall sweetness, but it's, uh, it's, it's a, it's a nice beer. I think it's like something like a 5.8 percenter here. Let me, uh. See if I can find that. That's interesting because uh, I've been reading a lot about uh, about ancient beers or you know pre Klein Heitzkabat beers. You know, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of different ingredients people would use, including tree bark. Yeah. So yeah. I like to, I like to see that uh, breweries are trying stuff like that again. Now that we're not bound by all of these rules in order to make our beer, we can continue to be a little more creative. That's right. That's right. But yeah, uh, definitely, definitely, it's uh, it's got. I mean, it's 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 medium i would say it's like another medium plus bodied sure. uh, very drinkable which is uh as we've talked about this a lot on the show about how that's such a funny word drinkable all beers, all beers are drinkable right <laughs> but uh but depends I, on your tone what's that depends on your tone oh he's like eh, how's that beer it's drinkable <laughs> as opposed to this is really drinkable this is drinkable <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> which is probably why more specific language is better. I mean, the sessionable is a lot, but that almost more specifically refers to session ales. But anyway, it is, uh, right. it, it is, it is, you know, it's not like a lager. It's, it's definitely, it's got a, it's got a strong personality to it. Uh, but it, it is, it's a nice medium body, 5.8%, as I mentioned. Oh, wow. Good. I'm glad to see we're getting more brown ales in the story. We got, that's two weeks in a row now with a brown. It certainly is. Yeah. In fact, that's one of the reasons when, when you had mentioned that last week that we hadn't gotten enough browns, I wasn't giving, I was uh, I I wasn't honoring as much of my name as I should. Recovering Browns, we're getting more Connecticut going. This is a, fantastic. It's Absolutely. it's a good time to be a beer avenger as always. I really love Fox Farm. I I, I, I we I go around to Cape Cod a lot uh, from the city and Fox Farm. It's off the beaten path, so it's like it almost like basically it adds an hour to my trip if I go there and then get back on the highway. And it's like, oh, but I want to go every time, you know, <laughs> but the, it's already a five hour drive. So we don't often do it, but a couple times we can. And then it's hard to find them outside of the brewery. Yeah. They have sent some kegs down to New York City in the past, but mm. I, this this past year I haven't seen any cans in New York. And so, yeah, it's good to, it's good to, good to get them when I can. One of my faves. Yeah, nice to nice to highlight them. Well, you know, I I, I feel like um, now is a great time to get to know our, our newest adventurer here in Beer Ventureland. So are you saying are you saying that uh, that maybe it's time for another We haven't had an origin story in a couple it's of been couple a, weeks. It's been just a moment. Yeah. And honestly, that just it's makes time. me so happy because there, you know, we are Legion and it is always great to meet another of our, uh, of our beer Avenger wanderers. Yes, yes it absolutely indeed. is. Now, uh, as, uh, we have mentioned already that, uh, that Hoff designed these wonderful, this wonderful logo for us. 
that uh, several of us are now wearing on T-shirts. Yeah, I noticed. Uh, all of us were so were so coordinated today. And if you look <laughs> on our Instagram feed, you might see some of those. Yeah, it turned out really beautifully because he created this great, high quality, very you know dense thing. So even it, it looks good on your phone. It looks good on our on our chests. Um, so thank you for that. That was the, that was actually the last step for us actually being able to release this thing out into the world. We needed a good logo and Hoff stepped up there. Um, and before we Gosh. get really deep into your own personal story, I'd like to talk the story about how we initially met hmm. because even though we, we really got to know each other better doing theater together, first place we met was at a bar. Ah, oh, nice. Oh, perfect. Uh, yeah, there was a karaoke bar that uh, over on Dittmar's Boulevard that uh, used to hang out in that had Monday night karaoke's. Uh, and, uh, a lot of the, uh, Ophelia theater group crowd hung out there and that's where Hoff and I first met. So sort of speaking to the whole, uh, how everything just, all, it always goes back to drinking, doesn't it? Is that Stiniamas? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Originally Stiniamas, <laughs> eventually known as the Boulevard. And now it's, uh, now it's called the Diddy. The Diddy. They still Diddy? do karaoke? I don't think so. Or do they? No. Well, no probably not, not right now for sure. Man, oh, we yes. Had, no we one's doing some... karaoke right now. We had some crazy times there. Mm-hmm. We certainly did. Oh man, um, I'll uh, I'll get into that later. But I want to hear what the <laughs> how the Hoff has to say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we were all hanging out there doing karaoke and got to know each other, and eventually got involved in the in the theater company, the theater group. Uh, but that's more of our personal origin story. I want to hear more about Hoff's individual origin story. Uh, do you remember? Uh, do you remember your first experiences? Your earliest experience with beer. You know, I, I can't say I'm too proud about my earliest experiences with beer. <laughs> that's a that's a running theme. Yeah, that definitely is. is yes. <laughs> um, and I think it, I think that that definitely changed um, once I moved to New York. But my first beers were um, were basically just Heinekens and Coronas. Okay. Um, Believe it or not, what that, everyone that, was drinking. That's a that's a lot higher quality than the beer some of us started with. Yes, yes for sure. I remember when I when I started drinking Heineken was like special occasion. Yeah, it was like wow, well, I, <laughs> I actually got some Heineken rather than the, whatever is the shittiest thing I can buy, I can afford. Um, but then you know, um, I moved to when I moved to New York, I actually had my first my first Guinness ever, which was really cool. Hmm. Uh, I had it at O'Hanlon's. Now moved to New York from. Oh, from California. Yeah, oh wow. Originally from yeah, I'm originally from Southern California. Oh okay. Uh, which is where actually most of the people in our theater company uh, are from as well. That's right. We sort of moved yeah. out here. Right, because you all like met in junior high or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, mo- most of us met in high school. Some of us know have known each other for a little longer than that too. Now, do, do, I, perhaps I missed this. Do, what year did you come to New York City? Uh, December 2009. 2009. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and then I had, um, I moved on to basically just drinking whatever I was, um, my drinking habits were basically whoever I was in company with. So like um, my friends in the theater company, which were my closest friends, we would actually meet weekly at Sparrow. Uh, and they always had special for Yingling. So we, I drank a lot of Yingling for a period of time. And then, um, I eventually just sort of landed on liking, uh, stouts and, and borders. Um, and I remember my first favorite one was probably, and I, I couldn't find it anywhere to pick up locally. 
Um, not that it's hard to find or anything, but it's a founder's breakfast stout. Mm. Yeah, that was that was an early one of mine too. Um, and yeah, which which I guess leads leads me to today. Um, just kind of leaning a little bit more towards towards um, stouts, and today the um, Common Roots Coffee Cup, which is really delicious. Yeah, I've had that one before. It's been a little while, so you're making me think I should pick up some of that when I was there last weekend. Um, so here's something I, I find curious about the whole beer journey. Um, do you still drink Guinness? Oh, occasionally, if I'm it, if I'm at an Irish bar. Does it? How does it taste to you compared to the first time you had it? Hmm. You know, I don't know. <laughs> that's that's yeah. a tough question. Um, it's definitely it's definitely not as magical. Um, I remember when I first had Guinness, it was kind of like having it was the first time that I realized beer could not just taste like um, <laughs> like like Heineken, like not without being rude. Yeah, it's hard to you believe know. that Guinness and Heineken are the same are the same beverage. Yeah, they're different. Mm-hmm. And we, we've talked a lot about how that the the spectrum of what beers are uh, have gotten to the point where some things are like, is this a beer? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, st- I'll still drink a Heineken. I like a I like a Heineken oh, yeah, periodically. Yeah, on draft. I like it on draft. Yes, not out of the green bottle. Ugh. It's going to be skunked if you get that one. Yeah. But I like a Guinness too. They're really great when you go to Ireland. Mm-hmm. Yes, better, about that better in Ireland than here. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that. Well, although I mean, while it is different in Ireland, I, I still understand. You know, we do have a uh, finally we do have a Guinness factory here in or brewery, I should say, here in the United States. There's one yeah. just outside of Baltimore, which is exciting. I did not know that. Yep, where they make more than just the extra stout. They make all sorts of interesting things. I, I was there just before the world locked down. I think I might have mentioned this, and we had all sorts of cool things, including some of the things that had honey in them and an IPA mm-hmm. of all things. So, yeah, they're they're branching out the uh, the Guinness Company, yeah, and they're big. I mean, they're they're big, big. Yeah, I uh, I, I guess I guess half what I was talking about was like for me, uh, Guinness. I've always enjoyed, but I found that the more I've tasted other things, I feel like my palate has shifted a little bit. Hmm. Um, that like, just, just by, by teaching my palate to appreciate different things, it's gotten a little more sophisticated. So a Guinness while still tasting good, tastes a lot simpler to me than the first time I tried it. Yeah. 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 I definitely, I, as much as Guinness holds a special place for me, um, I definitely shift a little bit more towards any other stout or, um, darker beers, especially if they have really interesting flavors that I want to try. I'm always looking for new things. Absolutely. I know that, uh, that, that glass you have from single cut, that's, uh, that's the heavy boots of lead there, right? Oh, mm-hmm. that's a good Yes, beer. it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, there it's you the, go. Uh, it's a pretty yeah. magical one. Yeah. Yeah. That was from their, the, the thing they did with a package with their, uh, with their, the one I had on uh, New Year's Eve. Yeah. The, the aged heavy boots of lead. That's a crazy beer. Cause it doesn't taste as strong as it is. That's true. You know, it's just like, oh, it's just flavorful. It's like 10%. Blessing and a curse on that one right there. So there's a lot of flavorings that go into sort of our darker beers, right? I've got a kind of bourbon whiskey situation going on. I know there's a lot of coffee. Is there a way that you tend to gravitate, Hoff, sort of in terms of additional flavorings that are going to be in your darker beers? Do you go for the coffee, the chocolate, the nuttiness? Usually usually more chocolate, more coffee. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, if it, if it has chocolate in it, especially if it's 
leaning towards like a bitter chocolate. Mm. I really like dark chocolate. So anything that kind of mm. is in that, that sort of area usually just uh, rings my bell. Speaking of the captain's language very much right there. Which yeah, very right. Much so, yeah. <laughs> now I was just thinking about how talking of a, a single cut, uh, this is if we want to like give people a little bit of a peek behind the curtain as to how the logo uh, was created. Yeah, I wanted to hear about the logo. Yeah, because the logo is actually, the base of it is a single cut growler. Hey, look at that. Did you use the single cut growler in the, in the, in the, the logo? Is that right? I, I sure did. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's a, Oh, look at that. It's a, it's a photograph I took actually on the, the very table. I'm actually doing this, um, podcast on. Oh, oh, cool. Um, yeah. Um, and I just sort of did a little bit of photo manipulation and then added some text, put yeah, a little no, light behind the bottle. Yeah. It's a yeah. great photo. Now the captain showed us a couple of different options, uh, and we, we landed on the one. I, I like the way that the podcast is in, in parentheses. Like almost yes. like it's an afterthought. <laughs> Just in case you needed to know what we are. Well, um, it's okay. a podcast. Now, yeah. these shirts have been worn out in public. And one thing that we do get a lot of comments on, besides it being eye-catching and people loving the design, is um, is the lettering, the like Beer Avengers lettering. Um, people are always curious about that. So can you tell us a little bit more about what that is and sort of what you were thinking about when you kind of did this idea of block letters for us? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, Beer Avengers, I automatically go to um, uh, something very comic booky, something very uh, postery that uh, kind of like splashes out at you. And I did a lot of searching through a lot of block lettering through uh, typefaces. And um, I forget the name of the one that we ended up using on it. Um, but once, once we'd sort of... Uh, once the captain and I had sort of like uh, hammered down sort of like the ballpark of what it should look like, I just kind of did some basic uh, gradients to make it pop out a little bit more and make it look a little bit more like it came out of a comic book. Nice. Um, yeah. Well, we definitely uh, we definitely got a lot of compliments the other day when we went out uh, in public wearing your logo. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. People That's so at cool. other tables in the restaurant were like, "What are the? Who are those people?" <laughs> How do we hang out with them as they, they should be asking? <clears throat> exactly. Somebody so had, cool. now, did you have it based on any, uh, was there anything in your mind about uh, any kind of uh, brex- breakfast food restaurants when you, uh, when you made the logo? <laughs> um, not, not, not exactly. Because <laughs> well, <laughs> we did meet one bartender last week who, uh, who said, is it supposed to look like the Waffle House? <laughs> Well, you're from California and living up here. Waffle House is more of a southern place. I don't think so. I don't no, think Waffle no, House no. is in California. I've no, only ever no. been there in like the well, Carolinas. Definitely Midwest. Yes, oh. and upper Midwest. That or yeah, lower Midwest. I associate them with the South. But you know, I've never seen a Waffle House before. I see. Well, they, they definitely a, exist. They go, yeah. I feel like it's a very slant connection. I mean, I have eaten at a few Waffle Houses in my day, and it's it's not exact the, the same, but I get the like letters inside squares kind of thing. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean these these are a little more like the Waffle I'm looking at right now. Yeah, <laughs> you see it. <laughs> um, they're a little bit more like like Scrabble letters, but they're yellow instead right. of um, brown. Yeah. Um, my wife and I we were in Phoenix uh, a few years ago, and 
the place we were staying was right next next to a Waffle House. And I hadn't gone to Waffle House in years. When I did a tour in Georgia, I'd got, we went all the time. Mm. And I really liked it. I liked the, 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 the hash browns and stuff. It's a cool, fun breakfast. So I'm like, oh, oh, uh, Cider Girl, you got, we got to go. And so we went, and it was the most disgusting place. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> there was like a film on the floor. Oh, God. Like this, like, this greasy film all on the bullet floor. And we sat in a booth where you could see behind the counter. Mm. And that was just like, Oh, and then the, the, the eggs were runny and it was, it was then the, the, the hash browns were, you could see the grease dripping onto the, Oh, it was awful. <laughs> I, I, I think at the same time, I don't mind were... dissing waffle house. I really don't No, No, uh, yeah. We feel about them the same. Well, you actually we might like Staten Island a little better. I'm not sure. Well, oh, we'll Staten get to that Island. As well. Oh, right. Uh, Waffle houses on Staten Island. Come, guys, guys, guys. <laughs> Let's not upset them. We forgot well, no, about them as a borough last week. Uh, yes. <laughs> I thought I told you guys, don't mess with the island, huh? But uh, no, I remember when I was on a tour the same time you were on that tour, and it seemed like every hotel we stayed at uh, was right off the interstate. Next to an Amico, a Burger King, and a Waffle House. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Um, and the other, the other thing that Waffle House always reminds me of is uh, there's a great Bill Hicks routine. Uh, the the unfortunately the late late comic from Texas, right. uh, where he would talk about um, an encounter he had with a Waffle House waitress, oh. uh, who uh, wondered why he was reading while he was having his his waffles. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 anyone who's listening to this, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna repeat the whole routine, but it's worth looking for it. Uh, and the, the big catchphrase is what she asked him is, "What are you reading for?" What are you reading for? Not what are you reading. What are you reading for? That ain't the Bible. <laughs> Looks like we got ourselves a reader here. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's that's the Waffle House. Um, now we're talking about when we were all hanging out last weekend. Uh, this was uh, all. all uh, we're all. We're all. All of the beer vendors that were hanging out last weekend are uh, either full or partially vaccinated. Yep. Uh, and it was predominantly outside, uh, and, uh, and and that was where we debuted these these t shirts. Went to John Brown's uh, barbecue, had a little uh, birthday lunch for uh, the uh, the Belgian babe. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got a t shirt as well because you know it's her birthday, so of course. Um, and uh, and then we hung out there for a while, and then we we went to a few other breweries. And uh, it's fortunately for these breweries, most of them were doing so well. Uh, we had to leave. Yeah, it's true. Uh, spent, I mean, I did get a couple of nice uh, nice barrel aged uh, bottles from Big Alice, mm-hmm. even though we couldn't stay there and have a beer there. So really glad to take some home. And then we uh, went over, hung out at. Uh, at Long Island City Beer Project for a little while. Yeah. So. And it was impressive. It was great to see that um, as uh, Gotham is starting to reopen, that people are taking advantage of the ability to go and actually have a beer at these locations. Um, yeah, I was I will, I will, surprised I will say, how yeah. busy they were. Yeah, And 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 to piggyback on that a little bit, uh, John Brown, uh, their stuff, is, I mean, their, their, their new location, I would mm-hmm. say it's the former location of Mothership Meat, which they also uh, owned. Uh, and they've so they've rebranded mothership meat as as the new john brown and they've got this big giant outdoor backyard where it's very easy to be able to keep your distance from each other oh yeah that's yeah. great could not recommend uh, that place more yeah indeed well uh i'm I, 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 i'm ready to crack another brew eh? what 
Second pour. Second pour. Well. Very exciting. <laughs> I'm going to come back to New York. Uh, you know me. I'm I'm uh, uh, crispy chips, and I like to have my lager. Yes, you do. I've got a lovely lager from my favorite New York brewery, Grim Brewing. This is called, I'm trying to get it in the right Yeah, line. there we go. Grim. Ah. Invisible touch. Beautiful. Oh. And I also seem to have an invisible touch. Yeah. Anyway, it's a Hellas lager. And oh, I have nice. not had this before. Of all the uh, Grim oh. lagers I've had, I have not had invisible touch. And we were talking about the Grim lagers. They all have these mm-hmm. Greek names, right? Yes. Uh, Utopos and Kronos. This one's invisible touch. I don't know why. Okay. Uh, that I'm feels just... mythological to a certain degree. And look, it's set up for my left-handed pour. Mm-hmm. That's awfully nice of them. See, they thought of me. They did. They were they were they were so thoughtful and considerate. And also it's that straw color that we have not yet had today. <laughs> this is the lightest beer of the day. Good head retention. Well, Almost- the he- as you know, Hellas means pale lager. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Yeah, it's a nice looking, nice looking beer. It is nice as pale as the pale male himself. Trying to get the yeah. The pale male is actually more like a red ale. <laughs> Oh, you know, nice. we have my sister on. She's Irish red. I'm exactly. Same, same coloring. Well, cheers. Thanks. Cheers. Well, I guess if you're going to do a second pour, I feel like I, I would like to as well. But uh, I don't think I'm going to I don't take take a trip to the usual place because oh. we don't want. Oh, yeah. It's good. It is good. <laughs> Very nice. Go on, Cap. Uh, so I'm not going to take a trip to the cellar because we already two cellars, I think, is enough for one show. Also, <laughs> there's this beer that I've had from a story beer and cheese the last uh, couple of weeks that I just... It's a not not a uh, well. I, I'm not going to put on the sound. It's not a sponsored pour, uh, but it is from there. And and there's this beer that I got a couple cans of one weekend, and then the next week I went back and got a four pack. This is uh, from Alewife. Oh, oh yeah, uh, we know that. It's called. They mostly come at night. Mm. Mostly, Ooh. mostly um, sounds dark. It's yes. an imperial stout, and as soon as I pour it, I will tell you some of the wonderful things that it's made of. And the wonderful flavors. Um, of course, it goes without saying, it's another local one because that is Alewife. Yes, indeed. Uh, they, oh, uh, gosh. So dark. Have, yeah. Oh, but such a beautiful head on that. Uh, and wow. A lot of head growth, especially for something, uh, an imperial stout. That Imperial, like yeah. A lot that's there. alive. Mm-hmm. That's ready that to go. That's great. Gorgeous. You might need to pass some over to Hoff when you're done. It seems like this might yes. be... Uh, <laughs> I think I have another one in my refrigerator. He, he's actually <laughs> he's actually less than a block away from my. Apartment. I was going to say you guys are neighbors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you uh, might as well uh, find a time to meet up there. Uh, we, in fact, we're we're so close. We had to make make sure we were all properly soundproof so we didn't bleed into each other's mics. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, this is you know I've talked a, a little bit about how um, uh, I, I I love the pastry stouts, but I'm, I'm sometimes I just more and jonesing for something a little more savory. This is uh, this has got cinnamon. And mm. pretzels. Ooh. And uh, let's we'll make sure I have the right kind of pepper here. And uh, and red pepper. Red oh, pepper. Hello. Wait, okay. red pepper. Red pepper. Like bell pepper? Or are you thinking like a red cracked spicy I'm pepper? thinking like, you know, like the crushed red pepper. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, the, crushed red pepper flakes. Oh, I got it. Mm. Yeah. I, I, Damn. I it doesn't say specifically. It does say, however, specifically that the pretzels are from Sigmund's. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. Great pretzel is, we company. We talked a lot last week about all the. Uh, it's 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 funny when uh, when we had uh, our assignment last week to talk about sustainability and green stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think part of the reason 
I had a hard time initially finding much from them is that it is so commonplace that people don't even really have to toot their horn that much about it. Mm. Among the craft breweries, everyone is just helping out their neighbors and doing their best to sort of mm-hmm. help each other with that and keep that circle going. Um, which reminds me, I also want to thank someone uh, from last week. I know I mentioned that I got turned on to mentioning Big Alice uh, as far as their uh, uh, their sustainability programs as a farm brewery from the uh, Facebook uh, page NYC Craft uh, Beer Lovers or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and that was a gentleman by the name of Michael Weinberg hmm. uh, of the New York City Craft Beer Club. I uh, did that, and uh, I was I was looking up Michael because I was curious, and uh, and it makes me even more think that I, uh, I I need to give a shout out to our our good friends in Staten Island because we uh. have those. Much much what I said about the bad things in Staten Island, there are many good people, and uh, and and Michael Weinberg is one of them for helping out with the. Probably was already, but especially for helping us out uh, with uh, with the show last week. He is our friend until he listens to last week's episode. And well, and then maybe he'll say, "Yeah, I'm surrounded by assholes." That could <laughs> that could just as easily happen. I, I don't know if you know Hoff. We kind of dissed the island a little bit last week, so I am doing everything I can to keep some version of civil relations here on the podcast. <laughs> We need some. We need some drama. We need. Yeah. We need a little drama. On the Love Killsboro. I'm. I got Killsboro is great. Um. But uh, yeah, I probably can't show my face over there. To uh, unfortunately, that that's why we keep secret identities. I'm not wearing my T-shirt over there. You've Fair. had Killsboro sh- Killsboro's on the show. That's right. It was yeah. on one of the very As first has shows. The Beer Wonder, I believe. We have. We have all. We have drunk Staten Island beers here, and we will again in the future. Yeah. In contrition for us, I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no contrition. It's like it's it's there. There's no, no one is is black and white. It goes back to the whole uh, Barack Obama speech uh, when he was uh, was he just just become senator or was he running for senator? You know, the one where he said we got friends in the red states and we got you know he was just yeah. he was trying to be yeah. unified and that's yes. really how it is. Just because there's so many awful people in Staten Island, um, our hearts should go out to all of the good people there as well. Because it's even more tough for them. We're lucky we're 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 not surrounded by those people, and uh, and and you have our support. Good, that's true. Good. Staten Island. I don't know if you guys can see this. Nice uh, has a little bit of a haze to it. The, yeah, uh, I noticed that as you were holding it up, like a citrusy look to it. I tell you, this Grim Brewing makes the. I I, I know you don't like to use the word best, but for me, the the best loggers in New York. I love these guys. They just make such. I mean, they, they make great. IPAs too, and, and stouts and sours, but I love their lagers, and this is living up to my expectations. So good, and I know it's strange, maybe not strange, but I just, I just find these refreshing lagers just just make me happy. They make me happy. Like this is like, oh hell yeah! I just, it's that quaffability is part of it. Mm-hmm. Where it's refreshing and and it's easy to drink. Drinkability. Yes, drinkability. But, there it is again. Damn, I I love this. This is great. I'm real happy about it. Yeah, no, I uh, I I it yeah. Best is uh, it's uh, it's uh, it 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 is a subjective thing. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason I prefer the word favorite to best. But I know what you're saying. They are certainly my favorite uh, yeah. New York brewery right now. That could obviously shift at well, any that, moment. That black lager that you gave me from them was was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, they're great. They're great. They should send us some beers. I talk about them so much. Well, yeah, a lot of people should. 
Uh, <laughs> no kidding. No right? kidding. Yeah, I mean that's that's something <laughs> we we we've, we've talked about before. Is like uh, we give a lot. It's, it, it, we that's why I specifically mention as often as I can that a story of beer and cheese is our official sponsor that we actually like uh, very very much. Um, and they're the only ones who are, who are, uh, or, and we were talking about them before they were giving us free beer. Uh, and, yeah. uh, and, but, but we, we've never been uh, shy at all about mentioning by name, all the businesses that, uh, that we, that we love. I'm pretty happy about. So, uh, I know that we haven't, uh, uh, I do have a few, uh, hookups. Uh, okay. Oh dear. All right. From last week. And they're not so much mistakes. It's more clarifications. And, uh, you know, we didn't say anything wrong. Uh, I don't think it's just more like uh, we left questions in the air. Sure. Uh, I don't want to take up all our time. If somebody else has something else uh, they want to get to. Well, the hookups are always We got nothing but time, man. Well, uh, one thing that uh, I know you you told me that uh, uh, there was a company you were referencing last week, Rise Products, uh, Beer Wonder. Yes, I I, I want to make sure that we are clear on these guys because I want uh, they are uh, I, I apparently last week I called them Rise Project right. and I do want to make sure that we're calling them Rise Product because that's the work that they're doing. So although if, are, if people find a link to Rise Project, I think that's a well, a, there's some human yeah, rights thing. So yeah, they're 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 doing some really great things, but uh, but but they don't want really people bothering them about uh, about uh, spent grain flour. Exactly. <laughs> let, let them do the good work and, and go to rice products for the spent grain flour. Exactly. To get your, uh, to get your brownie mix because yeah. it's uh, pretty exceptional. Last week we were talking a little bit about the caffeine. It's, it's interesting. Mm. We're, we're having coffee beers this week. Uh, Hoff has got one there. Are you feeling the caffeine buzz from that, that beer? A little bit, a little bit. You know, okay. um, one of my favorite things to do, and this is probably kind of silly, before I, I drink a beer that I really like, it's actually I go, I go for a very long run. I used to do it a lot more often, um, and actually, I did do it today, which is why I was almost late. Um, I ran for uh, just a quick three miles, and I noticed that right after I run, beer, uh, food, even water tastes so much better. This thing is delicious. Oh, okay. Well, and there Very is good. there is science to back that up uh, because beer does offer you electrolytes that helps to rehydrate you. Now, you know, a nine percent beer is maybe not the best choice um <laughs> but uh but many many athletes and uh, people in germany will after they do long runs will drink a beer to help bring themselves back yeah so, and wow. that's, uh, give yourself a reward too yeah well there's that as well so one should caffeine, always be rewarded caffeine in beer is not very well regulated it's not uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, something that breweries keep track of mm-hmm. uh most of them don't i was reading an article about it uh, one that did was Harpoon's Duncan's Coffee Porter. Oh, yeah. And they say that for a 12-ounce beer, there's about 2.7 milligrams of caffeine. Ah, okay. Tracks. Which is not a lot. And generally, it just varies depending on how you do the coffee. Like the ones I have today and I, and possibly Hoff's beer, uh, where it's brewed with, with cold brew is added to it. Mm. That's where the caffeine factor might add up. But basically, if you get a six pack of coffee beer, that's going to be equal to a cup of coffee as far as oh, caffeine. And if you drink a whole sixer, you'll probably be lying down anyway. And yeah, and you might the want alcohol, the alcohol would win out. So you're not exactly drinking four loco there. Yeah, and I think that's that's. Uh, but you could be. 
but you could be captain. You could be. Is it legal somewhere? No. (laughs) Now we talked about state fairs last week uh, and I made the statement that Minnesota is kind of the standard for state fairs that, uh, and it's essentially correct. Uh, There are other it's, and that's, that's again, we're going to the best thing. Uh, USA Today did a poll of the best state fairs and, and Minnesota was declared the 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 uh, was the winner of that well, poll. Well, and USA Today is the authoritative source on state right. fairs. Let's be clear. But almost every list I looked at, I looked at about ten or twelve different lists, and not everyone said Minnesota was number one. But most of them said Minnesota was number one. Oh, very uh, good. New York is the oldest state fair. Oh, dating back to eighteen forty three, whereas Minnesota is eighteen fifty nine. So, not a big difference. And the biggest is Texas. Oh, well, that does make sense. State Fair. But Minnesota is only slightly smaller. Yeah. So, again, there you go. That's and, uh, the State well, Fair thing. Also, the Minnesota State Fairgrounds is one of the newest federally um, run vaccine sites in the country. So, oh, like, okay. doing its part as well. Glad to see that. Very nice. Very nice. Now, so, next- again, it's subjective. And when we were having that discussion last week, I uh, I talked about that there was a, a nice uh, David Foster Wallace piece about state fairs, and I uh, since I wasn't didn't realize we were talking about this, I, I I didn't go I didn't go back to look that up. So, but but you can find that if you want to. Uh, I don't know what state fair he went to, but there's a wonderful little piece David, David Foster, Foster Wallace, Wallace about uh, visiting a state fair. We'll talk about that next week, I assume. Yes, I'll I'll put uh, that on my list. We talked about the hop. The hop percentage. And I remember you mm-hmm. said that that New York is growing, and I believe you said it was about 400 acres. That Yeah, that's what I read as of 2019. Uh, to, that's the numbers I have. In 2019, okay. uh, 69% of hops in the U.S. were grown in Washington State. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's about 41,000 plus acres. That's a lot of hops. And then another 12% is grown in Oregon, 7,506 acres. 14% in Idaho, that's 8,570 acres. And the rest of the country, 4%. Wow. Uh, 2,400 acres. That's 2019 numbers. So there you go. That can okay. change over time. Yep. But at Pacific Northwest, and it does have to do with climate, much like uh, sure. coffee can only be grown in certain areas. And that's why Germany is like kind of a perfect spot for hops. Mm-hmm. And the Pacific Northwest is also that kind of perfect spot. And the, uh, by even talk- quadrupling in New York, it's only a drop in the bucket. <laughs> You're right, right. But I, you know, that's, a, that's still a lot, and I think a lot of those farm breweries, considering that most beer is is this mass marketed beer, mm-hmm. so craft brewers, if they start to use, I just realized it's seven o'clock. I hear people singing outside. We still do that here. Uh, that's a wonderful tradition. Uh, we talked about the distance between City Field and the and the Queen Zoo. <laughs> 1.2 miles. Yeah. So not not really someplace you can go hang out at uh, while you're waiting for your vaccination. And I think that's a minimum. You know, that's like the edge of the edge of the city field to the edge of Queen Zoo. So depending, you walk around the stadium, that's a long distance in itself. Right. As well as the zoo being large. Uh, the zoo itself is actually the second largest in the city mm. next to the Bronx. Correct. Uh, as far as area goes, so it could be a could be a wild thing, and then there's the uh, the Sean Hill comments. I could get into that if you want, uh, but Sean uh, Hill. 
I'm sorry, Sean Hill is the guy who runs uh, Hill Farmstead. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. The head brewer, master brewer. Yeah. And he made a comment. He did an he did an interview uh, with the Vermont Magazine where he made some comments that ruffled some feathers, specifically Yepes feathers over mm-hmm. an evil twin. Yep. But he may have been talking about Burlington Beer Company, which is also a place that adds a lot of stuff. Some of the quotes he said, uh, uh, let me see. On one side, perhaps the negative side, some brewers have gone beyond the beverage formerly known as beer. Oof. To adding oddities such as hamburgers and french fries, Oreos, cereal brands, and just about any other food product into their mash tun or fermenter. And he used the term beer that tastes like beer. He said, that's what we do at Hill Farmstead. And he also said, uh, oh, uh, many of us do love beer that is still beer, beer flavored beer. Uh, I see my own pursuit and learning as that of blending new world with old world traditions. I have wanted to elevate beer beyond silly and pun focused naming conventions for two decades. Uh, And then he also said, for some reason, an Oreo mocha poblano captain crunch Pilsner conditioned on sushi rice and Nori doesn't seem like the vehicle to get us there. Those are pretty strong comments. Mm-hmm. And I, sure, that's I, fine for Hill Farmstead. They make great beer. They do, but I, yes, other brewers do what they're do these experiments just because you're not doing them. So he's got a little bit of an attitude, but he also said, uh, "But maybe I'm too serious." I would say, yeah, I would say, <laughs> I would absolutely agree with you know because my, the, the, my takeaway from that quote is, I will drink that man's beer but I don't really want to have a beer with him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they do make great beer. Yeah. And, and I will drink those beers. Beer. makes great beer. Burlington beer company makes great beer. A lot of these ones that do crazy flavors. This is how you discover new things. You have to take risks. You know, I, I talked last week about how I got a big uh, crate of stuff from Tavor. And we have uh, anyone who's listening to this has probably seen the pictures on the, uh, on the website. Uh, I haven't really delved into that crate too much just because it's so intimidating. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know where to start, but I did have, uh, I did have one from that crate uh, in, since I last talked to you here. Um, and it was beer with Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, it was, I don't remember the exact name of it, but it was something from uh, Montana. Oh, uh, I should have, but yeah, I, I've, I've had some very good beers with, Oreos yeah. in them, and and Hoff's got a beer with with cold brew coffee in it this week. So let's not knock uh, let's yeah. not knock the goods. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, as, as we said, it's a the beer beer can be a big tent, and then we have we can within that tent we can have beer that tastes like beer. Yeah, uh, I mean because I I will I'm 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 fine with well it's you know what you were talking recently about uh, having seltzer that tastes like seltzer uh, that that. Uh, you know when when you got mm-hmm. when you got the uh, the evil twin, uh, yeah. the 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 pastry seltzer that you thought didn't really taste much like seltzer, like yeah. <laughs> at some point category. Well, and the uh, the even more uh, even more even more, which I think the latest version of it is called the Hydra. even more. Yeah, but I think they yes. actually even they came up with a new variant of it last week called That's even right. more even more Hydra. Even more even and, more. Uh, and I will say that. That didn't taste remotely anything that I've thought of beer ever tasting like, but yeah, of course, it was delicious. 
Yeah. But it's beer. So these That's categories are arbitrary sometimes. Beer, the definition of a beer is a fermented grain beverage. That's so. true. Yeah, Hofstra's sure. beer that we're talking about is uh, it's it's just like it just tastes like fruit juice. It is alcoholic, but it's like it has like it's it's uh, it's technically a sour, uh, but it's just it's just like it's so fruity and almost pulpy. Yeah, pulpy. That's a good word <laughs> for sure. Wow. Yeah, it's basically like fruit juice, <clears throat> but still delicious. Yeah, and nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like with beer, like where do you where do you draw the line with experimentation? Like beer was just, I don't know. I think about the very basic history of beer that I know, which is essentially that it was just made to keep you know, Egyptian slaves in line, and it was basically just bread, just like old bread, essentially. Yeah, and, we talked about that a little bit last week. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, it's um, true. I mean, it's like if, if they want to keep beer. As beer is, why wouldn't they think that that's the actual definition of it? I feel like we've already done so much with beer uh, and modifications of it that I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where you draw the line between what goes and what doesn't go and what constitutes actually calling something a beer. Uh, I feel like this is a beer. Yeah. It tastes like a beer to me. Yeah. But I don't know. Absolutely. I think the definition of what is beer is expanding in the same way that uh, gender is. There you go. That's a good comparison. Is it? <laughs> I, I think it's a little bit. I, I, I think there are many more definitions. And I think I think the intolerance that we're speaking of, I'm not, no, I'm not saying that the guy, the Hale Farmstead guy is, I'm not putting him in like in some sort of transphobic thing. I'm just saying that, that the, the attitude of like, this is what I think this is, and I will not listen to any differences. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of of some transphobic people I've heard. Yeah, he's he's adjunct phobic. Yes, adjunct phobic. <laughs> this is how we get letters, y'all. This is how we get letters, guys. We're waiting. Send us letters, folks. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah. We'll uh, we'll we'll both get people uh, from think. Uh, so yeah, so so to if this can possibly make this clearer and not dig a deeper hole for myself <laughs> I, I will say i do not think that the hill farmstead guy is transphobic no. and i do not and and i and and i also certainly don't mean to trivialize uh any sort of trans or genderphobic things by comparing it to beer uh, i think you're fine i think, I think you're fine I, I think, think you're fine. fine yes i don't think we're we, going to get that we here at the beer avengers are not transphobic we embrace all yeah. genders and all humans. And all beers. And all beers. And all beers and animals too. We and we animals. defend yeah. those beers as we should. We yeah, are we I, are the I, defenders I, of beers. I think it all depends just on uh it's, it really comes down to being open minded. Yeah. And 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 the glory of beer is that there's always something new to try and taste. And I think yeah. that that's what, what makes it a fun thing to keep adventuring on. Now we have the Hoff here. We uh, do. There's a great name right off mm-hmm. the bat, the Hoff. It's a great start, yeah. I know we have the Hoff that we know about the Hoff. You know, I just watched a Love Boat episode with the Hoff where he was oh. uh, <laughs> he was uh, he was a, 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 a disgraced football player and he was uh, trying to trying to get Julie to get with him. Uh, they went to high school to get no college together. I, you know, beer venger name is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes, it's important. That's true. Um, there, I don't know if we have anyone in our ranks that is really representing for coffee. And hearing Hoff's story, that was an important flavor for you. So I was curious 
how we might be able to work some coffeeness into this, unless you've got some no. ideas. Huh? Yeah, let's get the the yeah the the coffee thing, the stout thing, possibly, and perhaps even the running. Oh These yeah, are all themes oh, we could play oh. on. How about the uh, uh, the the night runner? Oh, the night runner! I like that. Do you <laughs> run at night, Toph? I my best runs are at night. Well, yeah, because okay. he's the Hoff, you know. That's true. <laughs> Don't I, mean, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't do a Baywatch <laughs> reference, so. <laughs> night runner, night rider, sure. <laughs> I'll take it's it. got legs. He'll take it. All right. I love it. Right. Although the Hoff is great, too. Yeah, the, the, the Hoff. The, the I mean, Hoff. the Hoff is very elegant and simple, but I do, I do like a, I do like something that's a little bit more mysterious. And spelled okay. N-I-G-H-T. Is it is it the night runner or is it just night runner? Well, that's this is the that's question we always have when exactly. we name someone. Some we, we usually leave that to the person being named because some people have very strong opinions about that. Yes, well, I am a beer wonder. Night yep. runner or the night runner? Uh, I mean, I think it would just be night runner. Yeah, I agree. Ooh, that's good. That's I like good. it. I like it. There's always a question of the article with these namings. It's important. I mean, more often than not, they're superfluous. But uh, cowbell, the cowbell was very adamant that we make well, the, the part of it. And the cowbell as, is the cowbell, as is the cowbell's right. And mother pucker is mother pucker. No, the. yeah, yes. And you're a beer wonder, even though you you sometimes call yourself the, the beer, beer wonder. wonder. Well, yeah. so, sometimes I just need to make sure that people know that there's not some other one out there. I am the beer wonder that'll make sense <laughs> no <laughs> mistake no I, mistake can't i, I, I realized we, we we were getting close to the end and i have not mentioned uh that we are recording this on national beer day oh, i yes, know it's are. a very exciting day it is and we, right. did, we didn't even know that when we planned this recording happy, no happy national beer day everyone yeah what a good well, now i wish i had brought a second pour what's that i said now i wish i had brought a second yeah. pour joe <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. It's all right. There's always time for a second pour after the recording session, mm. or a third, or a fourth. Um, there, there oh. is a, an, one other thing uh, I wanted to to talk about. Please um, turn on the news yesterday, and you know there are a lot of uh, despite everything. Um, we know we've talked about the way that existing breweries uh, have continued to you know rise to the various challenges mm-hmm. uh, that we've dealt with over the last year, and capitalization in breweries is doing very well. Uh, and there is a brewery in Morristown, New Jersey called the Glenda or the, the Glen, Glen Brook brewery. Oh, lovely. Uh, they'd been, they'd been working on getting open for the last several years. I think at one point they had a location and the neighbors didn't want a brewery there and had to go to another location and they had to keep postponing it. But, uh, they just opened like about three weeks ago. Hey, that's great. Uh, Morristown, New Jersey's, very first brewery. I guess they've got sort of a uh, Revolutionary War theme going to what they're doing. And they had some Revolutionary War uh, reenactors show up uh, as part of their big opening ceremonies. And uh, they are they are com- complying with the state rules of New Jersey of uh, keeping a limited capacity inside their social distancing. And part of that uh, was that they are requiring people to have a 90 minute limit limit to being in there because oh, they wow. want, because there are big lines of people who are very excited. This is Morristown's first brewery. Um, and you know, and, and some people of, of course, as they will, uh, are testing them on that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and the other day, uh, a, a, a guy, uh, wrote on his check 
that he he you know this 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 is like just the biggest asshole move that exists <laughs> i think is not only not tipping someone but writing a note on the receipt justifying why they're not tipping someone yeah that's uh and and, and this cool. person had a, they spent eighty six dollars there but couldn't find room for a tip because they were so pissed off about leaving after ninety minutes, uh, and they said sorry the server gets screwed on this don't kick paying customers out after ninety minutes. Unbelievable and wow. uh, and and signed Mister Pink. We don't know what it was signed, and the reason we don't know what it is signed is because the server was too classy for that. Good. The server Good shared this with the world as if to say, don't be this piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also, I'm not going to out this piece of shit and subject him to a public shaming because that would have gotten classy. out of hand as well. But, mm-hmm. but she did that. And then, of course, inevitably, someone started a GoFundMe that she's sharing with her coworkers and and probably some charities as well. I'm not really sure, but it's... Uh, but I'm, 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 this gives me another place. So once we, once we're going out in the world more, I want to visit uh, Glenbrook Brewery. Yeah. There you go. Even if I can only be there for 90 minutes. Hey, I, I was going to say, I have, <laughs> uh, uh, roommates from my college days who lived in that area. So clearly oh. uh, we'll add that to the list of things to do once we're all out of quarantine. Very uh, good. And another reminder that as we're going back into the world and I know, you know, the, the, group of your Avengers that did adventure this week were out there a uh, reminder to always tip your uh, tip your bartenders and now is a good time to tip them especially well so yeah that, that's why this thing is so fucking tone deaf mm-hmm. it's because it's like I've been I've been making it a point to like I, I don't, I'm not even thinking percentages anymore uh, mm-hmm. I'm just like I was like oh what do I have in my wallet here there you go mm-hmm. you were doing you were doing uh, the I, 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 I whatever go ahead whatever, you can say it I was going to say the Lord's work, but I'm not. <laughs> I mean, they kind of are on brand for my personal belief system, but you know, whatever, whatever the secular version of the Lord's work is. The uh, Lord would like you to drink, Captain. The Lord and wants tip. you to drink. And tip. Well, most I, importantly. I would, yes, yes, absolutely. Or, or yeah, just <laughs> whether it's the Lord, whoever's telling you, listen to the voices telling you, tip, tip generously. Yes, tip please. Often. Yeah. Because, uh, because, yeah. Boy, that, they've got, they've got a tough job, and yeah. uh, and they've had a rough go of it for the last year. So it's time to it's time to so, remind yeah. them how appreciative Both the ones we are. who haven't been working and the ones who have been working. It's it's just it's a thankless industry. Um, well, it's been great to have Night Runner on this week. Thanks for joining has. us. And thank you for, having for, me. for making us look so fantastic, both on Thanks people's phones you. and now on our physical persons. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. anytime. It was so much fun. And, and, Speaking uh, of anytime. Oh yeah, come back anytime. There we go. There. <laughs> I I also want to take one second to to plug uh, the wonderful things. You know, you've seen you've seen the wonderful artwork that uh, that Night Runner is capable of. But uh, he also has a, a several places where you can see his short films. One of which uh, my oh. my roommate is in. Oh, oh, uh, I see. Yes, that's a. Go back a few episodes. You'll find out what that means. <laughs> uh, but it's. Uh, I know you have a YouTube page. Where the, it's uh, you're looking under Hoff Kilter. I know some mm-hmm. of your more recent ones are under Vimeo, but I was having a really hard time finding those today. So, uh, so what's the what's the best way to find your work if people want to look at it? Um, we're actually going to be updating our YouTube to have everything, so you should be able to find everything uh, that's current on our YouTube soon. But on if you're on Vimeo, the quality is a little bit better. Um, it should be able to be found if you just type in Hoff Kilter, and we have more of our at least right now our more um, current uh, films. We're actually making, we're actually this weekend uh, shooting 
something brand new. We're not sure exactly what it is yet, but it's going to be sci-fi and it's going to be based off of the word loop. Oh, fun. Um, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you... I know you you were doing this already, but that's that's a big thing you spent quarantine doing is all is your short films. You've been doing like you've been very productive in that sense. Yeah, we made several. We made several, and uh, the first thing we did once we um, because I worked in the service industry before all of this uh, happened, so mm. I had nothing to do for about a year. Um, mm-hmm. um, so I learned a lot more than I already knew about uh, photography, and I translated that into film and. Um, I spent the entire summer and fall just making films. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and we, we actually, there's a local film festival. I think they might've moved, but it's, it's not just, it's local to the borough that I live in, which is Queens. Uh, and it's called the sequestered film uh, festival. And uh, our, a friend of ours named Annie Sage um, uh, started this whole thing. Uh, and it's essentially every week we'd have to make a new film and we have to start from scratch with a one word prompt. Mm. Uh, and this week it's, it's just the word loop. So oh, loop. loop. Yeah. Interesting. And is, is that, is it an outgrowth of the Sparrow Film Festival or is it something entirely separate? Entirely, entirely separate. Okay. Um, just sort of like, I mean, it, it's funny because it comes from a lot of people who got involved with it initially were people who were veterans of Sparrow Film, right, which is really Queens, cool. Queens filmmakers, that would make sense. Right, right. Um, and the whole thing is it's supposed to be filmed on um, your phone. You have a, a week to film it. And oh, wow. the uh, in the early, uh, early part of it, of the Sequestered Film Project, um, Sequestered Film Festival, I should mm-hmm. say, um, the rules were essentially you had to do the entire thing uh, in your house of shelter or your in shelter place. You couldn't right. like go right. out and right. you essentially had to kind of obey um, obey the law, <laughs> which is good. Which is a good thing. Yeah, it's smart. Yeah, it's good that they're encouraging that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and they're still doing it. They they just this is their fiftieth week. It's crazy. We didn't make fifty films. We didn't do every week because it's too hard. It's yeah. very hard to do a film every single week. Oh, um yeah and um yeah they're on their 50th week this week and we're actually going to join it it's going to be really cool that is very cool it is all right so if you want to see any of that check out uh hoff kilter on youtube if you want to see the piece we collaborated on that's called absolution the award-winning absolution from the oh, oh, nice. that. Mm-hmm. um and if you want to check out us uh, yeah, where can to, we be found? Yeah, uh, how do you hear more beer? Get more beer venture in your life. Uh, we're at uh, at the beer ventures and uh, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. I might have said that in the reverse order of what people look at most, but uh, all of those it things. Doesn't. People look at everything at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah. Um, it, I mean, yeah, just put it, put the beer ventures, the beer ventures. Make sure you put the beer ventures because the, the article is important. The article is <laughs> yep. important there because the other one was taken. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, look at the beer ventures, uh, at the beer ventures or the beer ventures at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, any other place where you can find us. Every time I Google us, I find something new and exciting. Um, yeah, the beervengers.com, of course. Uh, I just realized this week I got a special notice we got. We're up to 50 posts there. Whoa. I'm surprised it was only that so far, but uh, between all of our various things, and you can look at all of them there if you want to and stream all the episodes and, and almost see many of our faces. Um, I guess that... Uh, don't, I, for, don't forget to watch uh, Who Wrote This Shit, Amazing Game Show, 
hosted by uh, Beer Wonder on Monday nights yes. at 9 o'clock. You can find it on YouTube, Facebook, and anywhere yeah, else. Yeah, and those are the places. And YouTube, play, Facebook. It's on yeah. Twitch, right? Yeah. It's, on uh, Twitch. it's on, on Twitch, but you're welcome. Uh, but we encourage you to play along in the comments or chat for your oh, opportunity yeah, it's a to lot be of featured fun. on screen. Oh, very good. Well, this has been a, another great show. Um, and thank all of you, all of you for being here and all of you out there for listening to us. Um, all the Revengers. Yeah. Uh, thanks again to the Knight Rider. Oh, Knight Rider. Excuse me. Knight Rider. Knight yes. Runner. Knight Runner. <laughs> Runner. Oh, jeez. Oh, Night gosh. Runner. Edit that out. <laughs> eh. Yeah. All right. It's a hook up for next week. That's it's a hook up for sure. So the pure hook up. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. See you then. With a beer, 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 Avengers, beer, 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 Avengers, beer, 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 Avengers. With a beer, Avengers.